Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and I'm taking a request this week of, um, you know, what you can be doing in the meantime while you are trying to build your practice uh, during this pandemic. So a lot of people maybe shifted away, um, hopefully are moving back towards, but are, have shifted away from services and are maybe looking to diversify themselves or maybe build up their social media uh, while they are, you know, taking a break, for lack of a better word. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is how to um, do the least amount of work for the most amount of benefit. And we're going to be talking kind of about content calendar planning. So when you are planning, um, hopefully towards the end or beginning of a year, um, I personally sit down in January and try and plan out what I'm going to talk about for the year. Um, because people engage with me because I give them stuff of value. So when I'm giving them value, I want to make sure that I'm hitting five different criteria. I think it's five. I can't count. Yes, five. Okay, so five different criteria. So um, criteria would be topic. I had to pick a topic and that topic has to be something I'm passionate about. So something I can talk about with a lot of enthusiasm that someone's going to listen to me. Um, And then second is I want to make sure it's something people are interested in learning about. So I don't want to talk about, um, you know, a condition that no one's going to ask me to help them with, I want to talk about something that is personal and relatable to them. So um, I think when I was scrolling through um, my my Google, um, it tells me what people are looking at on my website, and a lot of people are interested in learning more about hip dysplasia. So that would be a possible topic that I could talk about that I'm passionate about and they want to learn about. The next consideration I would have to have is a title. It has to grab their attention. So uh, you know, if I just label it hip dysplasia, people might not be interested in it. But um, if my title makes the reader want to learn more, it might be titled the three things you need to know about hip dysplasia. Um, So that's a little bit more engaging or, you know, it asks a question and it makes them want to uh, go ahead and learn more. The third consideration I need to have is I need to be an authority. I need to be in a position of authority to talk about this topic you know, an animal chiropractor. So yes, I can talk about this. Um, And this one's a little bit, mm, it's hard because there's not a lot of research right now, but you want something that has credibility. We don't have a lot of research on this yet, but you want to make sure um, that you're not suggesting something that isn't going to work. You you don't want to be that person that uh, says all these things that aren't backed up by the research. So just make sure you watch yourself and um, you're well educated when you're talking about a topic. And then this is really important is your fourth consideration, make it simple. Don't want to overcomplicate things. You want to make it very easy to understand and you want an in bite-sized portion. So when someone asks me to talk about hip dysplasia, I am not going to word vomit uh, 40 minutes to an hour of all this stuff about everything that's ever been said about hip dysplasia. I just want to go over the highlights. Pretty much, I like to think of it as you are making an outline. You are not giving them the whole novel. So if they want the whole novel, great. They can personally contact you. But if they want just a bite-sized chunk, they want to know the Cliff Notes version, they can uh, get that from your content. 
and people nowadays don't have very high engagement with um, you know very long descriptions so you just want to make it very very short and sweet and in third grade reading level because that is what is shown to be the most effective um, and then your last consideration is you have to make your content pretty. Don't use a lot of words because people have a short attention span. Keep it simple and use quality photos with high resolution if you're going to do um, like a social media post or a newsletter or something like that. Okay, so your considerations when you are going to develop content for your social media or for your website, pick a great topic. Pick a great title that's going to engage people. Have authority on the topic. Make it simple. Make it pretty. Now, um... Personally, um, I don't like to work hard if I don't have to. So I want to do the one thing that I can chop up into tiny pieces and not have to worry about. So here is a way for you to only do one thing at one time and diversify and use that content for multiple different platforms. So this is a life changer and has helped me quite a bit. So video is here to stay. And I hate that because I'm not good at video. I'm learning how to be better about it. But the best way to build your rapport and engagement on social media is to make a video. And I really recommend, if you can, do it live. Um, so if you are on Facebook, do a Facebook Live. If you're on Instagram, do an Instagram Live. Facebook Live is a little bit easier because you can go on your computer and you can download that video to your personal device. Um, so I do recommend that you consider uh, scheduling a time for you to do a Facebook Live on a topic because people can share that and you can download that. So when you download that, after you've done the Facebook Live, you can uh, take that video and chop it into pieces and then you can do little one minute intervals on Instagram. So say I'm talking about hip dysplasia, I talk about it for uh, let's say five minutes. Each five minutes, each one five minute, each one minute of that five minutes, I can break into an Instagram post. Okay, and then I can also upload either the one minute or the five minutes onto YouTube. And that YouTube account that I have, I can link back to my website. So if people on YouTube are searching, what should I do about canine hip dysplasia? Then your video pops up, then they can click your website and they can hopefully schedule an appointment with you. Okay, so I made a video. Uh, I have several different ways I use video. Now say maybe I want to have the text of that video. So what I am talking about, I want to have on a basically like a Word document. There are sites that transcribe for you like rev.com, rev.com, and it provides you written copy. So you can take that five minutes you were talking and get a Word document and post that blog to your website. Um, you can take little tiny chunks of that Word doc that it uh, spits out and you make that into a newsletter. Um, I recommend that you have a newsletter for your clients, um, hopefully once a month. I've gotten a little lazy about this just because I've been crazy. Um, but if you can keep engaged with your clients by having them on your mailing list, send a newsletter with this information that is useful to them. Or if you're looking to diversify your income a little bit, you can put together an ebook. So say you're doing like virtual seminars and web classes now um, because you're at home online, put together an ebook with this information so people can listen to your Facebook Live and then have a PDF to print out and remember it by later. Then if say you are an audio learner and you want to reach out to the people that say are driving in their car um, and they can't watch a video at the time, rip the audio from the video with an online audio converter and use the audio to start a podcast. So 
Um, this is what I do a lot of times for uh, my podcast. I will shoot a video, I will rip the audio, and I will put that into my podcast. Um, then you can also use that audio and you can save it as a seminar that people can listen to later. Or you can chop the little pieces into sound bites. So you guys have probably noticed on um, my social accounts for Making Strides, um, I have the platform Buzzsprout, but there's also Libsyn and other ones. But on my platform Buzzsprout, it allows me to make a visual soundbite with the sound form wave of me talking and it makes a graphic that I can post to social media. So pretty cool, right? This is 12 different ways to distribute one piece of content. So that way you don't have to do all this work making all these different types of things to uh, send out to all of your customers. So really recommend that you consider this and uh, you use this because it's gonna save you time and it's also going to engage your followers and everything is about engagement. So I really encourage you to grab attention and um, keep things simple and uh, try to uh, use your different avenues because people are going to be on different platforms and they gotta engage with you and ultimately you have to be present across everything um, in order to have people use your service. So this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there's something you want me to talk about or address specifically, I recommend that you reach out to me at Making Strides for Animal Chiro on Instagram or Facebook. And until next week, we'll talk soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.